0: Check out Sport Calgary's This Week in Sport for the latest news and updates in Calgary's sports community. Hey kids, uh, how are you holding up? You good? Uh, Glad you could spend some time with us. i got a great guest for you today. (laughs) Repeat after me if you've heard this before. Full disclosure, he's a friend of mine. Really excited about this conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your podcasting pal, your podcasting buddy. Um, I I just hang out here, we talk, we tell stories about Calgary Sports, people in sports in Calgary, the people chronicling sports in Calgary. I love it. We've had uh, uh, almost 50 of these conversations, and, and each one of them has brought something special. And today's will not disappoint. Will not disappoint. He is the last, I'm afraid to say, and I'm, maybe he isn't the last. He's the last one right now, but hopefully there's more to come. But the last of the great uh, sports dinnertime sportscasters. Uh, Glenn Campbell, everybody from CTV. He he's coming. Um, he's going to be on this podcast. He is a great guy, uh, very passionate, um, and and one of the things that was so special about talking to Glenn was the people that he's worked with. And he and I both share a mutual appreciation and affection for uh, those who've come before us in our business here in Calgary, and we've we've had some great ones. So there's an Eddie Whalen story, there's a Russ Peak story, there's all kinds of that in there. Uh, plus, Glenn talks about uh, his journey, and and he's just I can't say enough good things about Glenn Campbell. You're going to enjoy this if you're from Calgary, like Glenn, born, raised right here in Calgary. Uh, you're going to love this conversation. I did too. I, I did. I really did. We'll take, uh, we're just, we'll read a spot here and we'll get right into it. I don't want to waste any more time. By the way, Calgary is home to world class multi sport facilities. Find the facility closest to you at sportcalgary.ca. Ladies and gentlemen, from CTV here in Calgary, the one, the only, Glenn Campbell. How have you adapted? Glenn, how, how has life changed for you?
1: Well, you know, it was different because you, you had to come up with a whole bunch of different story ideas. And I remember people, some some people saying to me, like, how on earth are you going to cover, like, a sportsy kind of thing? I started off doing quite a few Zoom interviews, to be quite honest with you. And then it was like, okay, it's safe as long as we keep our social distance to go out and shoot, uh, make sure microphones are wiped out. You know what? You've got all these kind of contacts it was time to do great amateur stories, which, which we do anyway. Yeah. But I've just been able to find stories and, you know, I think interesting stories on people, um, you know, whether it's a kid who's a hurdler who went out into a field and we, we had him hurdle over some things and, or, or a runner who, you know, at the university of Calgary, who, who uh, broke his back and came back and, and, and won a championship uh, at the university level this past year. So those were the kind of stories. I look back in my old, you know, on my phone, if I had stories that people had contacted me about, and, and I just, you know, started making phone calls. And, and it's funny how, you know, you start doing that, and then all of a sudden you get some stories and generating stories, and it just kind of, the ball rolls, right?
0: Did, did the, How did the technology play a role in that? And, and I guess it's a long way for me to go saying that did we accept more use of, amateur video and people's phone video and stuff. You know what I mean? Did you have to become more resourceful to build the stories?
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you had to do a little bit of that, but I I think more when we had the zoom, when we were doing zoom or when we were doing FaceTime interviews or things like that. um, Now that I do, you know, I'm a VJ. So I go out and shoot my own things, (laughs) which has changed for us as, as you all know, probably about six months ago. So I shoot my own stuff. I edit my own stuff. And then I go up to the station, and I get on air. Um, once we knew it was safe, and we could, you know, we could do interviews six feet apart from people, and make sure when we're shooting footage and whatnot, um, it, it was fine. You know, it was it was no it was no problem at all. So, um, yeah, that's changed in our industry. I'll tell you that, though.
0: Oh, for, yeah, and, you know, we, we'll spend a little time on that. But yep. what's the what's the um uh the reaction been um because to me this is at least for par- portions of this it's been a golden age of content creation that things that maybe wouldn't have got attention before got attention because there was that huh, did, were you getting a lot of eyeballs on what you're doing
1: yeah actually i did i had a lot of people say you know what i really appreciate what you're doing focusing diane Jonah John, diane jones konohowski gave me an email saying i just want to say thank you for profiling these amateur athletes you and I know is, I mean, we're big proponents of this, Rob. 100%. We always have been, right? Yeah. And, and it's so important not just to focus on our, on the flames, on the stampeders and things like that. It's really, really important. That, and there's such great stories. And that's what I love about, I love amateur stories because they're so good. And I think people really do appreciate that and making the effort to go out there and, and still cover it's, you know, a, a sporty kind of story, right? And they're good stories. They're really good stories. Some of the best stories
0: that you do. Oh, easily. But but what's always amazed me has been your ability to cross the different columns and the different paths. It's not like you're doing a whole bunch of hockey stories, soccer stories, or basketball stories. Like you mentioned before, like Olympic, there's so, and we're, I mean, we're in a content-rich environment, which is kind of a bad word, I suppose, but we really are in Calgary. I mean, there are some amazing stories here.
1: Absolutely, and I and I think that's why we're we're as lucky as we are. And, and you know what? For me, I mean, that makes it even better because I get to cover a whole bunch of different things. I don't have, you know, what to be quite honest with you. Listen, I love covering the Flames. Yeah. I, I really do. It's yeah. They're a wonderful team to cover. I love covering the Stampeders, but give me a variety. You know, I, I don't have to go down and do the same thing and try to generate stories. You know, some of the beat guys. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not easy when you're there every single day and you're trying to generate stories. Um, I get to go out and do other things, and I, I like that. I really do.
0: But why have we gotten away from it, philosophically? I mean, we we'll, we can get into, uh, like, when I first met you, there were four or five, well, I, if, if you include Hendo, there was five active television sports departments that were at everything. Mm-hmm. You're it. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for you, I don't think we would have an active television sports department in Calgary right now. And we're only, we're only talking about 15, 16 years here, Glenn.
1: Is that sad? Yes. I, I mean, it really is. And it's not, it is, uh, you know, you're owned by bigger stations and they want to make cuts. And it looked to me that it was always the sports was the easiest thing to cut, but not really looking at it and going, you know what? That's a really important part of newscasts. Uh, and, and it, you know, even even during the time that we're in right now, I mean, I've had people say to me, okay, I've seen enough stories on COVID-19. I, I just I, I, I want something different. And I think that's where when you can have a, a profile story on somebody, an athlete or something like that, you, you know, it, it helps. It, it helps if it's a nice, feel-good story, it helps. And I, and I think those are so important. I think, listen, we're a major sports market. We've got, yeah. like you said, you know, we've got Olympic athletes here. Like this, this city should be covered properly. And right now i'm afraid to say it's not but it's hard me being it's hard me being up there as one person trying to cover it and you do the best you can and and that's what you have to sort of say so i'm doing the best i can but i'm one person i used to have what three in the department there used to be four there was five before that
0: yeah yeah it's all changed right yeah it it really has and i would i would defend calgary in one point that it's not a calgary issue this is across canada this is is,
1: absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. like when when Listen, they laid off the sports departments across Canada, yeah. CTV.
0: That right.
1: was, what was it, three years ago. Right. And I was lucky enough that I was able to come and get my job back because I love what I do. And I was lucky enough because I had seniority mm-hmm. that I was able to come back and, and do this wonderful job and, and hopefully tell these tell these wonderful stories and keep telling these wonderful stories about, about athletes in our city, which is so important.
0: So let me ask you this. It's a ticklish one, Glenn, because I, you brought it up. I, I was there. I mean, I I remember when the news came out and if I remember correctly, I mean, I I reached out and and I felt bad and you said, "Don't worry, something's coming," and you came back. You've yeah. also mentioned that you're now you're a VJ. You're you're doing your own video. There there's lots of exit ramps here for Glenn Campbell. Like there's lots you, it's not like you just started doing this a couple years ago, Glenn. Why yeah. keep why why keep persevering? Why keep doing it?
1: Cuz I love it. Like, I love what I do. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, and and you know what? I mean, in, in every everything we do, we have to adapt. And if you're not willing to adapt, and, you know, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. When we got you know told that we were going to be shooting video and editing video and posting stories on the webpage, there was a lot more thrown on the plate. And at that time, it was overwhelming, and you're like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. But you adapt. You learn. You, you use your experience. And, uh, you know, I mean i'll never be as good as somebody's who been shooting 20 years but i try i try my best you know what i mean yeah. and i think that's all we can all we can do and and then you know some of the stories that you look back and you go geez i'm, I'm really proud that i did that yeah and, and to be quite honest with you like during this time during the COVID 19 pandemic time you know it's not such a bad thing for us to actually um be a one-man band Oh,
0: absolutely. 100%. So so I
1: don't have to rely on meeting a cat. I go and make my phone calls and get my contacts and say, hey, I've got this uh, great story on this. um, There was one that I did last week, and it's Cody Curran.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the 30-year-old. Yeah. yeah. What a
1: wonderful story, right? Yeah. And says to me that he's, hey, listen, he could be close to signing an NHL contract. Here's a guy that was... He came out of nowhere. He wins the defenseman of the year, the player of the year, in the Swedish Elite League. Yeah. And now NHL teams are looking at him. So, I mean, what I'm saying is it's it's a lot easier for me that I call him and say, hey, can we make this for Monday? I leave from my home, I go on and I shoot it, and I, I come back here and I edit it, I send it back to the station, and then I go up and I, you know, go on for my last bit of the show right, right. on the CTV News Hour. right?
0: Right. No, I mean, but you would agree that's an unintended consequence. <laughs> Yeah, right, absolutely. right. You, you know, but but again, what you were doing an amazing job in such a short period of time is kind of explaining to people that you, you know, you do love it. You do yeah. love it because you found, you know, OK, it's not perfect, but it works in this say, sense. So let's let's run with it. I again, I've told you this before. I, I have a great deal of admiration for you because I I've just watched too many other people fold up their arms and go the hell with this. I'm you. Don't you know who I am? I, I would never say that about Glenn Campbell. I would never say that Glenn Campbell comes into a room and says, "Hey, don't you know who I am? Um, right. no and i I'm fascinated by it because you're stronger than me. you are i, I I'm I not sure I could be as resilient as you
1: well I don't don't think that there haven't been some times that you think about it. oh <laughs> you know no no no, I mean? absolutely it's, I, I Abs- have so much that I'm going I, you know what I mean you're the only person up there, yeah, and you know some days you do feel like, oh my, look at the whole. Oh, whoa me kind of thing you know what I mean oh yeah but I love but I love telling stories yeah I I really do I and I think it's important that we keep telling those stories and you know I I, I'm I'm coming on 57 so what do I have another you know how many how many more years right and I want to keep telling the stories because I do love what I do
0: is there any chance that this comes full circle and I think we would both agree that this industry has a great history of things coming full circle is there any chance that, you know, before you're said and done, that you might see a little more investment back into local sports?
1: I'd never say never. Because I have seen, I've been around, but I've been Calgary for 30 years doing this. yeah. And I've seen it come full circle. I've seen it go, you know, almost away and then come back and, and things like that. But, I, I mean, I think it's just as important that the people who are sports fans let them know how important sports is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we can... We, we can blow our own horn and tell people that we think sports is the, is the best thing and you should watch this and you should do this. But really, they only listen when it's the viewer or when it's the listener that, that says, you know what, we, we need to get more Calgary sports. And again, I'm not just saying the Flames and the Stampeders because there's so much more out there.
0: Yeah, but, but, but again, back to being a target-rich environment, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, again, not your channel, but there, there used to be a half-hour sports show. Right, yeah, in the yeah. evening stuff like that. I get it. The you know the regional sports networks, the TSNs, and sports nets have have changed that landscape. But uh, maybe it's just me watching you during the pandemic. But you have proven, if nothing, you have proven they're there. You've proven that the stories yeah. are there, right? And 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 this isn't a case where everybody's hands are tied. Only imagine if we're back to normal, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know what? But but I mean, again, I think that goes back to that you have to. stories just don't fall in your lap it's it's through the years that you meet people that you have contacts that you um you know your email you're looking through your email i mean i'm finding stories on sometimes i'll see something on twitter and i think it's interesting it might be just a little tiny story about a kid that uh, you know makes his house his racquetball court because he can't go over to the glencoe and play yeah you know, it could be something as easy as that but you know what it can be kind of interesting too, or, or, a kid who likes to play lacrosse. And I, I came across this that he's, he's playing wall ball under a bridge. Yeah. yeah you know what? You can, you can do things and you can make it interesting um, because they're just, you know, there are people that, that love sports too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just trying
1: to make it happen. Right. Yeah.
0: Let, let me flip that one around for you because I, I, you're the only one I could ask this question to. How wary are you of, with the, the you know social media allows us so much now, video allows us so much. You can find your leads out there, but how wary are you of the uh, overzealous parent who, you oh. know, come watch my kid, you yeah. know that sort and of I thing? I think
1: you really, you kind of have to screen that a little bit. Yeah,
0: I think you, you do. really
1: do. And when you're talking to people, you get an idea kind of thing of of what they are because I, I don't, you know, it's a focus on the kid. It's, you know what I mean and, and and I'm sure there are people that do, you know, send things in and and you know what I mean, you kind of you, hey listen, it's happened when I've gone out in a shoot and somebody's telling me you know what to do. <laughs> and you're kind of like, you know, like excuse me, I think I I've done this for a while. I can I I got this. I think it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah. You know what? I mean And it does. It like it ultimately sometimes it happens, but hopefully it's not. You know, I don't want I don't I, I like stories that are, you know, great human interest stories. Yep. Uh, you know, kids that, you know, come, come back against things that, you know what I mean? It's, I know you do so many great things with the heroes and I, I love those stories to that uh, young Logan and things like that. Logan, K, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do,
0: 100%. you know the
1: stories I like doing yeah. and you can tell a great story doing that. Right. And, um,
0: yeah, yeah I,
1: I hope that yeah, parents don't be over. Don't, don't be that. Let your kid play sports. Let your kid have fun. Because number one, that's what it's all about, right? Hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. Well, and that's yeah, are, that's what I'm hoping comes out of this, right? Yeah. Now that everything's stopped and we have to reassess everything, maybe we'll just kind of dial it down a little bit. You know, maybe we'll just yeah. dial it back and and let them throw balls against the wall or let them play a little three on three. And you know, maybe we don't have to have tournaments and third jerseys and all those things for a year. Maybe we can just go back and let kids be kids.
1: Hey, wouldn't that be great? Oh, be I, I mean, I think we can learn a lot of things from what we've all been through yeah i really do and i think that's i think you're bang on there yeah like you know i I mean when i was a kid when you were a kid i mean how did how was your entertainment you went over to the to the park that was close to you two minutes away on your bike and you you had your baseball glove and you had your football and you had your you you know whatever else it was in the winter time you went to the local rink that was your entertainment
0: yeah yeah you
1: did now everything's so organized and you have to do this and you have to be here at a certain time yeah Maybe bring off those reins a little bit and let a kid be a kid and let them have
0: fun. The, the crazy part for me, and I don't know if you notice the same thing, um, you know, I go through our neighborhood all the time, and we have parks and they're all taped off, hopefully won't be taped off by the time this airs. But the one thing I will say, Glenn, is for the 15, 16 years I've lived in this neighborhood, the last three or, four, or three or four weeks is the most I've ever seen families out kicking a soccer ball, throwing a Frisbee, throwing a football, playing catch, you know, I know we're not supposed to be in the parks, but to see the families using the green spaces like that, the, the way we used to use the green space yeah. trust me, it wasn't like that that long ago.
1: And it's awesome. It so is. It does, but yeah. It's, what does a kid want most? A kid wants to go out with their parents. Time. Okay, and they want to kick around a soccer ball or play catch. Yeah. Or whatever it is. 100%. You know, that's where you learn your stories. That's where you get time spent with your family with your dad with your mom like it's so important to do those things and and yeah i hope this is one thing that comes through all of this that you know what it's okay go you know you get to know your kids pretty good you ask anyone you know go chuck a ball with your with your son or with your daughter yep. and have a conversation you will have the best conversation
0: yep. with them i agree it's important super important i agree what what are your peers telling you on the news side? glenn i mean here we are talking about the sports world and the evolutions and the changes are i mean it's a very myopic view because that's what we do are, are kind of these same things happening over for news people
1: um you know to be quite honest because i i, I don't even barely see the news people because I, I honest to god because yeah. i work i work from home basically right the time i go up to the station is 5 30 there's barely any, anyone up there okay so, so i really haven't had a chance to to have a, conversation with anyone in use I mean i, I think for I, I mean I when I go in there I see Brenda rose let's say or something sure. like that I, I think it's been kind of a it's a tough thing to do day after day i would say that yeah you know what I mean you're doing this these these stories and you're been it's death day after day and it is i'm sure it's not easy for them i'm sure that's not easy at all
0: so let me rephrase the question then because yeah. w- what's the newsroom like for you compared to four months ago? If you're just going up at 5.30. Like, it's like empty. It is, it's, eh? You
1: no, know, there's, there's maybe – when I get up there, there's maybe 10 people around and we're all um, social distanced. Yep. But we're, we're not – you know, we used to have pods where there'd be four people yep. sort of thing. There's one person in those pods. Uh, they've put up plexiglass. Um to separate kind of thing i mean they've, they've done a really good job up at our station that they they took this thing very seriously and my, my boss has done a wonderful job um just making sure that people are uh respecting other people and social distancing and, and things like that but it, it's weird when you go up there when you're used to a hustle and bustle and yeah you know of a newsroom yeah. and all of a sudden you walk in it's like hmm <laughs> there's there's nobody here it's it's different
0: it it is you know as you're talking about it, it because it's it's always been a, a pop culture background right the newsroom has always been used in movies and televisions and yeah. and if you've never been in one yeah. there's a frenetic pace to it there's a there's an energy that comes with it and um, the only thing I can equate it to would be coming in on those morning shows real 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 early before everybody gets there yeah. <laughs> and, and there's just two or three people right.
1: Yeah, and you know why? I mean, hey, we got in. We didn't get into it for for the, the money. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, but we did get into it for the adrenaline. Oh yeah, um, I think 100%. every one of us kind of likes that a little bit. That you have a time limit that you need to be. You know what I mean? You need to be on the air at a certain time or whatever it is. Yeah. And and I think that's why we do it, and that's why so many people who are in it love what they do, yeah. and they stick around for as long as they do, or maybe they're just crazy like me, and you just keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, I, I'm not sure that that's a big club I mean, it's an exclusive club But I'm yeah. not sure it's a big club yeah, right? yeah, um, How how will How will life change Whenever whatever happens Like we're all looking We're now in a phase two We'll go into phase three um, Are you now going to work mostly from home Or were you working mostly from home before Or do you think that ever changes
1: Yeah, I, I've been probably worked from home more now Since we were kind of when the when it was declared a pandemic, okay, kind of like everyone that can work from home will work from home, yeah. And I think it's one of those things that you say, "Well, I can do it from home, so why wouldn't you continue to do it from home if, if we don't have to have a whole bunch of people in there?" Um, I, I don't know that we, you know, I don't know that you need to. Oh,
0: well, I'm done with this. I I want to go back to work in the worst way. I'm. I think you miss. I, my belief is you m- never underestimate the subtle art of conversation. Never underestimate just in passing somebody saying something or I just, I'm itching to get back just so that I don't have to send emails and, and do all of that. Like, you know, I,
1: I I, sorry, I think I have been a little bit fortunate in that, that, um, because I do stuff from my home, but I always had that thing where I could go up to the
0: station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always
1: had the, it wasn't just. You know, I work out of the basement here and it's like, oh, like, I know there, there's that troll in the basement coming up for his coffee kind of thing. My <laughs> wife and I joke about it, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I do have that. I do have that escape that, at, you know, at 515, I get in my vehicle and I drive up to CTV and I'm, you know, and I know there's not very many people there, but it's OK. I still I have that that human contact with with more than just, you know, the family kind of thing. And I, and, and you do need it, but don't get me wrong. I think, I think everyone does need it, Rob. And I, I understand what you're saying that, you know, yeah, you can go through emails and all those things, but, and, and the other thing too, is that when I go out and shoot stories, I get to be in contact with people.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Six feet away, mind you, but I'm still in contact and I can still have conversations. So it's, I've I've kind of, it's been okay for me kind of thing, but I understand people who are like, Oh my God.
0: I, I talked to Jimmy Wells from Post Media. He's actually a guest on the podcast. And one of the, I was just, because he was working too. And I'm not, like, I'm I'm at home. I went north on McLeod for the first time in three months here this week. Like, there's things that got built while I was down here that I just, I didn't know, you know. What,
1: what, was, it, what was it like when you got in your vehicle? That was
0: crazy. It was crazy. Right? It was crazy. I know,
1: like, right? I mean, it's, these are these are things that we took for granted all yeah. the time. And you know, just being able to get in your vehicle and drive is kind of like wow. You know what I mean?
0: Eight yeah. o'clock on Crowchild, turning onto Bow Trail in the morning, and I should have been lined up or whatever. And it's like yeah. Sunday morning traffic. Yeah, it's barely, it's surreal driving. It, through, is, it's, it's,
1: it is. It is. Sure it's is. And you
0: you notice that, eh? Like because oh, you would have been right in the teeth of it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean when you go to shoots now and whatever it is, it's like you're on the road and it's like, well, there's like this this isn't Calgary, you know what I mean? I can actually if I need to if I leave the house at four thirty and I have to go and do a live at five o'clock, I'm not really panicked as I would be if there was, you know, absolutely normal traffic at that
0: time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um You're born in Cal you're born and raised Calgarian, are you not?
1: I am born and raised Lakeview boy, as a matter of fact, and I live in Lakeview now. And my mom lives two and a half blocks away from
0: me. And and I think you're like one of three in all of the media in Calgary that can say yeah. that, right? Yep. That's that's. A, there's
1: not very many. And and you know what? I, I when I when I got back, I got back here when I was 27.
0: Okay. Oh, and, you did leave.
1: Yeah, I went to I, I went and did five years in Saskatchewan ah so i worked well i went i did medicine hat for a few months over the summer yeah Then i worked swift current and then i went to yorkton Yep. and then i went to regina for a few years and then i got the call to come back here okay um and it was the greatest thrill of my life to come back to calgary and and you know that daryl jans was my instructor at saint yep and all of a sudden i was there was daryl jans and i'd be on the anchor desk with daryl sometimes and you know Russ Peake, who I grew up watching, and Ken Ewan's, who I grew up watching, and all of a sudden you're you're there, and you're in the same department as they are. Right. Um, being a Calgary boy, um, what a what a great thing to come back to your to your city and, and cover and cover sports. I can't think of a better thing. And it was a goal of mine to be able to do it when I got into this industry. And I told a friend of mine, my goal was to be back in Calgary when I was 27. Yep. To be covering
0: sports, and it happened. And you did it. Yep. But I mean, you have to work. It's not like it's oh just, no 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 no. But you know? no, no. But I, there's because there's people. People. I think if you're not in the business, I think you hear that and you go, well, everybody's story is the same way. No, no. The the very few of them are that way. There's so many that are. You know, you and I know so many people that we worked with in those early years that just never moved on or yeah. or got out of it or, or whatever. And I I have to admit I did not know. And I I served three years in Saskatchewan too tongue-in-cheek but um and i know it's a calgary-based podcast just talk to me about that though your time in yorkton and your time in swift like i would never trade my three years in esteban for anything i i'm glad it was only three years but boy it's a different world i don't know why but in the media out there you get to do things you get to see things like it's a hell of an education to work out there wasn't it
1: it it really was because you could you could do things. Like that. That's why I always say. That's why I always say to kids, you know, they want to start. I want to start in Calgary. I want a job in Calgary. And, and I always thought the best training grounds for us, coming from our era, was at places like Swift and Yorkton yeah. because you know what? You got to do everything. Yes, you, you did. And you know what? If you made a mistake, they were like, "Well, he's a kid." You know what I mean? It's okay. You know, you can't make those mistakes when you come to Calgary yeah. or if you're in Vancouver or Toronto. You can't do those things those are where you learn and that's what's kind of sad too because some of those stations aren't there anymore that's right yeah right okay yeah. so the kids let so you know maybe we were able to do that and the kids can't do that now and i mean i still encourage them to try to start in lethbridge or medicine hat or right. or, or whatever it is you know what i mean but my time in in saskatchewan i remember i got there and, and when you first get there you're like in the basement suite and the the light swinging back and forth and you're thinking oh my god and then I came to the realization, it's like, you're not here forever. No. You're, you're, you're here to move on. Yeah. So you have to make the best of what you do. And I'm sure you probably recognize this too. As soon as you join a sports league or a sports team in Saskatchewan, you're in. Yeah. And you meet the best people and the people that you'll know, you know, for forever and ever. Absolutely. I mean, I met some wonderful people because I played, because I played baseball. Yeah. Or because I played on the hockey team, on the rec hockey team, or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not, listen, it's not easy when you go to those little places, but you make the most of it. Yeah. And once you do that, and you say to yourself, I'm not here forever, I'm going to move on, I'm going to get another job somewhere else, and it'll be a bigger market, and then I'll meet more people. And like I say, having that goal in mind, because um, it can be frustrating, because you think to yourself, I'll never get out of here. Yeah. And maybe I just will never get out. And some people don't get the opportunity to get out of here, right?
0: Right. But, but, for, but for sports guys, I can't yeah. emphasize enough, especially in our era, to go there. Um, curling meant everything. Senior yeah. hockey meant everything. Yeah. You know, uh, minor hockey meant everything. Yeah. Ball meant everything, right? Like, yeah. it just, it, again, it was, to your point, you, you joined a team and then you were in a network. You were really yeah. in a network. And the other thing, I don't know if you found it too, but it, it, everybody goes, oh, it's the middle of nowhere. No, nah, it's not actually. Uh, you're just a little bit north of North Dakota, not that far from Minnesota, into Manitoba, and yeah. pe- and you drive. People just drive. And, and oh yeah, you know I, what I mean.
1: I, I I always admired people in Saskatchewan. My my uh, uh, parents-in-law, they're they're in, they're in Ogamaw, a place called Ogamaw, Saskatchewan. Absolutely. I mean, listen, what you do, you want to go get something. You and That doesn't matter what the storm's like. You get in your truck and you drive to Regina. Yep. And an hour and a half and it doesn't matter. That's the way life, that's the way they do things. Dude, and I admire. I mean, we, you know what I mean? I.
0: Dude, we were, we're, Frankie and I, we moved to Estaban. We were there maybe a week and people were great to us. And, and friends were people we met that turned out to be friends that said, do you want to go to Red Lobster tonight? And we're like. <laughs> There's a red lobster in Esteban? That makes no sense. Like I, I kept going to Frankie, where's the red lobster? But no, they meant let's drive two hours to Regina, have go to Red Lobster and come back. Like That's, that's what you, you do. do. That's what
1: that's you do. What do. And it's not I mean, we all think, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. And they're like, Well no. It's like when they say, Hey, we're gonna go for a drive. I mean they Yeah. They go for a drive. Well, they okay? do.
0: They do. They do. <laughs> what was your time in Regina like?
1: I loved it. It yeah. was it was again another great training. And I I did a thing in in Regina. See, I was a news guy. That's oh yeah.
0: Have... Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I did
1: news for the first. I did a little dabbled in the sports as well.
0: Yeah. No, but that's what I did too. I was a news guy yeah. too when I went there.
1: Yeah. Primarily, yeah. you do news, and, and I yeah. can tell you, like, you know, writing a story. I had a wonderful assignment editor, Carl Wirth, Um, who, who I learned a lot from Carl about you know, being able to write a story and being conversational and things like that yep. and how to tell a good story. And I did a program that was called the provincial report. It was a half hour show and it was on after the local, the local news that it was a half hour. And this one we would go and we would do more stories in rural Saskatchewan.
0: Ag? Were you and, doing and, agriculture?
1: So, so we would be going down to, yeah. to Estevan and we'd be going to Weyburn, or we'd be going to Candy Act, Saskatchewan. I mean, I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, one road towns we went in to do these stories, but there were, you could still find great stories. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Right. And, and, you know, those people deserve to have stories told just as much as anyone else. But can you imagine when the CTV van rolled in and, you know, there's probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred people in the town or whatever it is. It's a big deal. It was a big big deal to them. Yeah. Right. It's a big deal to them. And it meant a lot to them. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I still have night. I wake up in the middle of the night with nightmares, reading a crop report. Like, the, the, oh, the, got, go ahead. I
1: have a better one for you. So in Yorkton, yeah, uh, we did radio as well.
0: Yeah. And you had to uh, read funeral announcements. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the, the population in, in, in Yorkton, there's a
1: it's quite high Ukrainian population. Yep. Now, some of those names. Yep. They weren't the easiest names. And there you were. And it was like at, on, it was in the 12 o'clock hour yeah and it was like funeral announcements brought to you by da da da. and you yeah. know what rob though everyone listened to it that's oh, how they, got, I, that's it, how they it, got their information
0: but that's that's the part about saskatchewan i and i saw a little bit of it in my time in fort mcmurray but certainly in saskatchewan that the media especially the local media is very much the rallying point for the community so I never did funeral announcements, but our morning show guy did. Like yeah. he and we were a country station, so he'd be playing some Garth Brooks and it'd be, you know, Friends in Low Places. He'd come out of that and right into the freaking funeral announcements, but you had to. But no,
1: it was it was a sponsored item. It's not like I I, I don't want. It was like no, this is important.
0: So I need, like so I, really I need love. to know. Did yeah. you ever host Tradio? No. Oh, you didn't have to do that.
1: No, I didn't have to. I, I was more television, um, but we did do a little bit of the radio stuff. No, was, but the, but you know, did you guys we, have training? Actually, tr- trading? no, it, it was not radio in Yorkton. It was we did the funeral
0: announcements on television. No, really? really? Yes, during the new, yes. <laughs> and I think what you did is you,
1: you maybe you voiced them and then they put the graphics on or where they built it, whoever it passed away and whatever it was. And it went on the local new new news. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, okay, you're on the funeral announcements today, Glenn.
0: Okay. No, I just, I remember in Estevan, we had tradio from 1130 to noon. And yep. like that was, that really, if we had paid attention, we would have known what the internet was going to end up being because it was right. a freaking rodeo. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I do remember. I do remember it being on. I yeah. remember listening to it, yeah. and it's huge there, right? Yeah, you get You got more calls, I bet, on trading. Oh, uh, than, I, like I, it's crazy, right?
0: again, I didn't have to do it, but I had to because I did the news package at noon. I was right there in the middle of it, and yeah. you know, you, you can't sell any vegetables. Okay, guy comes on. Oh, I'm selling a bed. Plus, I got cucumbers. Um, you know, and stuff like that.
1: It's crazy. Oh, That's why you, that's why you were so good on overtime. That's exactly <laughs> it. I had all of this, that. You had to have this certain patience for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, learned it, I learned it in Saskatchewan listening to Tradio you know, Radio. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Glenn, you come back from Regina to Calgary for a sports job or for a television job?
1: Uh, television, news job.
0: News job, okay.
1: And, and it's kind of an interesting story because this is how things – worked back in the day. Um, you know, nowadays, like you say, with the internet and everything like that, you can get your things out, or people, if they want to watch, they they can tune into a, uh, you know, if, if a Calgary news director wants to watch Saskatchewan, it's a oh, no 100%, yeah. Back in the day, my news director, the news director in Calgary, Dale O'Hara, used to do a road trip. So he would drive, oh yeah, yeah, no, he would <laughs> drive into all these towns, and he would sit there, and he would watch the shows. And if he saw someone he liked, he would mark it down, and he would say, okay, I've got this list of people that I like. And if a job came up, out of the blue, I got a call. I was at my girlfriend's house, who is now my wife. Yep, yep. At her apartment, and I get a call, and, and it's like, oh, there's somebody on the phone for me for you from Calgary. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, hello. And it's, hi, uh, Glenn, it's Dale O'Hara from CFCN at the time it was. And I'm like, oh, hey, how did you get my number? And he goes, well, I am a news <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, Okay. Anyway, he said, I've got a job opening. Would you like it?
0: You were scouted.
1: I was scouted.
0: Okay. No way. Yeah. Isn't that Be- cool? Yeah, it's so cool. I've never Isn't heard of it.
1: Isn't that cool? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't apply. I didn't, ever, I didn't ever send an application in or anything like that. I thought I was going to do, you know, put my time, in I put my time in three years in Regina. Yeah. But yeah, that's how, that's how I got hired and I got hired to come here and do news and I did news for eight months and I did um I always said to him listen if you need me to do a late night sports if you're whatever I out or do do whatever you you needed kind of thing um or the noon or whatever it was I did that Regina as well did some sports as well Mm -hmm. um and and then when one of the sports guys left I went to the I went to the news director, Dale, again, and I said, listen, I've always wanted – this is my dream job. Yeah, yeah. Want to do sports, and so they put me on and, and, you know, on camera um, to see how I would do. Ken Ewins took a look at it and went, yep, we're bringing you over to the sports department, and there it goes.
0: Oh, okay. So two things, and and we'll move on because I do want to talk about the guys you worked with because that's really impressive. Two things, though. I never did ask you. At before sate during sate at any time, did you do any volunteering at Community Cable? No. You didn't, eh? No, So no. your was your first actual paid job really your first actual time on yeah. air then? Yeah. So wow. I did.
1: Lethbridge was my practicum. Yeah. Went from there. My first job, like I said. Did you get city. on
0: air in Lethbridge?
1: Yep. Okay. They, so they're, they're pretty good when you're doing practicums there. Okay. I don't remember I did the botanical garden story because I think they give all the practicum students uh, you know, something like that. <laughs> so, so there you go, right? So yeah. that story. Yeah, well, that's fine, it was good, it was fun. And then I got a job in Medicine Hat and I did both television and radio. And I, I remember working in Medicine Hat that the, 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 the television was downtown mm-hmm. and radio was in Redcliffe, which oh, is just outside yeah, of Medicine yeah. Hat. Yeah. So it was I was doing the late show or whatever it was and and i'd have to do the television first and then i have to race out to Redcliffe, and i have to do the the radio and it was just like wow this is crazy right yeah Yeah. but it's but it was an experience and you got to do the different things right you
0: were in the big time right i
1: mean exactly you thought it was you You thought it was huge huge. (laughs) absolutely wonderful right
0: yeah
1: wonderful experience and then it was and then it was on to saskatchewan um
0: from there okay So, did you ever have the odd, awkward, on-camera Saskatchewan moment where Cal walks through the shot, or guest wanders off, or anything like that?
1: Uh, Best story I have on that was in Yorkton, and it was my first time on the 6 o'clock show, and I'm anchoring, I'm the news anchor, and whatever, and the music comes up, and you're like, oh, the first time I'm doing this, and oh my God, and... They go like that, and I start talking, and it's like, there's 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 nothing. There's no sound. There's no sound. And I'm like, well, what is going on? They fade to black, and they go, hit that pedal. Hit that pedal. So there was a pedal to control your mic, and it was sitting on this, the news desk. And so I, I hit it hard. When you hit it too hard, it tapped twice. So I came back, and again, I had no audio. <laughs> So again, they fade to black, and and then they say, "Don't hit it quite so hard; just tap it." And then I tap it, and it's, "Good evening, I'm Glenn Campbell, and top stories tonight are, and there we go."
0: And you survived that, eh?
1: I, I survived; I got through the show, and it was like, yeah. You know, I look back on it, like, wow, how I, I, how did I get through it? But yeah. I did. Yeah, um, makes you makes you stronger, and things like I don't I don't think I ever had. I don't think I ever had that cow go through the shot or anything. I know there, I don't not that was the one story that I do for sure remember though.
0: Okay, because my not, this is your podcast, but I'll you can appreciate. That. Oh, my absolutely. first day at CJ twelve eighty in Estevan, they sent me to the courts to cover. If you remember back in the late nineties, the guys were running the uh, wheat across the border and selling it in North Dakota as opposed to the Canadian wheat board. So this was right. a big controversy and. Right. Um, so they said, oh, he's the guy that got arrested at North Portal is running the wheat. He's in court today, so go down and cover him. So um, there was Saskatchewan uh, Regina TV stations and all these reporters. And I, all I remember is they made me check my recorder. He pleaded not guilty, and they took him out the back. I went downstairs and um, got my recorder, and I went out the front door. The guys from Regina, the reporters, all went to the back door thinking he was going to slip out the back Dude walked right out the front door. I was the only <laughs> guy that got him. Like, awesome, right? Yeah, was, oh, yeah. But that that was the best part of about the, Your first day on air, it's on, off, on. You survived oh, it. You're good. You're fine, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that was, oh, those were the best, man. Those were yeah. the best. Um, and you
1: know, like, those stories we'll, we'll always have. Like, you know what I mean? When you look back and everything, and those are some of the fondest things because you were like, oh, my, I was young. And, you know, and again, you made it through. You
0: made it. If I was king of the world, and and this is a bad time to be bringing this up, I'd set up some sort of government billion dollar fund that would keep TV and radio alive in small towns, and kind of mandate it that half the staff have to be within a year or two years of starting, because it's yeah. a great way of cutting your teeth, and it's no, it and you can make uh, a mistake.
1: I, I, that's how great journalists came out.
0: Absolutely.
1: right because you've got to do everything i I remember swift current and that was the joke in swift current that you know as you were reading the news you had to go run into the control room and switch the camera and run back and (laughs) and i was now of course it's just we're just joking about it but it was almost like i'm telling you it was all like you talk about not very many people up there like there were probably three people up there when we were doing the late show yeah and the whole the if you were, I don't know if you ever saw Swift Current, but it was a house on the top of a hill. Of a yeah. hill. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That's where they did their television out of, and yeah. you know it was. Uh, yeah.
0: No, it was. You, you did everything. I covered school boards. I cut co- and I, I, I know, and I, I'm not. You know, again, it sounded like the old man on the lawn, but everything I did with the Flames was rooted in the fact that I had to cover. A school board meeting in Estevan, or I had to cover the police board in Estevan, or I—I I, one of the stories I had to cover was the formation of the Saskatchewan Party. I've never seen a political yeah. party start, but I had to right. cover it, right? And that—that, yeah. that, yeah. right? And that just kind of, you know, educates you as you go yeah. through the process, right? It's part of the—it's part of the journey.
1: You, know, you wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't yeah. be able to do the things that you did. No, if you didn't go through those things, that's. That's the way I feel, for sure.
0: So one last one on your story, because I, I have to go back. So you're scouted, which I think is the most... Between you... Do you know Jermaine's, uh, Jermaine Franklin's story? No. So he, sent, he was sending videotapes out, and go he, he got a call one day uh, from TSN. Yeah, we need a guy from Calgary. Turns out... Uh, whoever it was making the decision in Toronto, his kids were playing in their toy box and this guy had thrown Jermaine's videotape in the toy box and the kids were playing with it and they gave it to him. (laughs) That's how he got the job, which I think is a fantastic story. That's great. The scouting story is better though. So was this work or did he do this on his own? These, these trips?
1: Um, I believe Dale would just take a week. It was part of his job
0: okay so it was he expensed it in the whole nine yards yeah, yeah okay, okay I did
1: never I didn't never ask him but I'm sure that's like it was kind of like hey I'm going out on a scouting mission I need to uh, I need to have a, a pool of reporters so when a job comes open I can say hey how you doing
0: yeah
1: own him up and he had all the information and then there you go right
0: I I just that's one of the best stories I've ever had told on here by the way I think that's fantastic by and, the way the, oh, the thing,
1: Rob that that'll never happen again
0: no no, like that, that, no. Like what,
1: what happened to me will never, no. ever, no. happen again. No. and and I feel quite fortunate. And again, it's one of those things that I, I go back to, you know, what I tell kids or what I tell whenever where you're talking to them, and you know, don't ever be scared of going through a door. No, like if you don't go through the door, you don't know what's on the other side. No, but you you know, you're like oh, oh whatever. It was always my goal to get back to Calgary, so there was never fear or anything like that. But you know, I mean, just always go through the door because
0: but clearly he, you but clearly you weren't awake at night not sleeping waiting for Calgary to come right no, you were just no, doing your thing and Calgary came I was doing came. my thing yeah. and
1: I was quite you know be quite honest with you I was happy I was doing that that show the provincial report it was you know, I, I enjoyed it I really did now at some point I was going to say sure. hey it's time right you know I've done this time in here and that's what I've always said so at some point it was going to happen anyway and uh, it just so happened that I got lucky. <laughs> again, somebody yeah, but, it wasn't,
0: but it wasn't Edmonton or it wasn't Winnipeg or it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was, it was where you wanted to go. It was where I'm
1: from. Oh, Coming back home.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Sport Calgary is the voice of over 275 sports organizations of the Calgary area. Share your voice and become a Sport Calgary member for free at sportcalgary.ca slash members. Y- what I really want to spend some time with you on is um, I love this city. And I love the history of the sportscaster and the sports writer in this city. Like, I think we have some of the great all time local names. And I don't mean that to be demeaning, but I just, we have legendary local broadcasters. You've, you got to see and work with so many of the good ones. And unfortunately, you know, we lost Russ, which, um, you know, we talked like I, uh, it was heartbreaking because, you know, you, you were doing this and you were wearing a Centennials jersey. We were just talking off air about the Corral Series, and, and we had Russ be part of that. And that, to me, to have, you know, three legendary broadcasters come back and participate in that, that was my moment. Like that, oh, you know, to see Russ that, and to see Ken. So good? Right? Yeah. But you, and got, you know what, Rob? Yeah.
1: The thing, the, the thing that I, I know for a fact is that meant so much to him too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's to, to him, for, for, for people to recognize that, you know what? This guy, he, he, like, Russ Russ is a legend. Yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, there's no there's no question about it. And I know for him, for Ken, you know, doing that and being recognized, and you know, I think that meant the world to him. And I think for Russ, too, I, you know, even when he retired from CTV, um, I'd still see him down at the uh, – he, he did some things for radio, for rodeo and yep. Chuckwag. Yep. And, you know, I mean, hey, listen – Nobody did it better than Russ. I mean, Russ did it for so many years, and nobody did it better. And, and again, I think that meant so much to him, too. But but you brought him back because he was so good. Yes. He, I mean, the man was an encyclopedia, and he was the kind of guy that, you know, that's what I really loved and appreciated about Russ, um, is that he would take sports that maybe other people, you know, your curling, things like that, your rodeo and things like that. Like, I mean, he didn't forget about those people. Nope. We never yeah. forgot about those people and they, you know what I mean? They could count on Russ and, and things like that. And, you know, I have to keep that.
0: Yeah. Uh, too. Th- th- it's a torch, right? Yeah. yeah. So did you work with Ed? I
1: knew I, I, I worked, I didn't work with him cause he, he was at the other station, but you mean for sure. And the,
0: sorry. Sorry. You worked in the era. Sorry. What I meant is yes. you worked in the yes. era, right? Yes.
1: What a, what a nice man. Yes. I mean, that's what I always found about Ed Whelan is that, like you, when you went down to the dome, like he didn't look at himself as oh look at me I'm Ed Whelan or anything like that. Like he would talk to anyone or a- anyone right. who wanted to listen or you wanted to go up and talk to him. Ed would sit and talk and made you feel comfortable even as a kid. And again, boy, I remember watching Ed Stampede wrestling and doing flames games and things like that. He was a wonderful man. He was such a nice, nice person. Right. He really was.
0: Right. Did you get any of, in that same vein, Did you were you around Eric Bishop at all?
1: Not very much. Okay. Maybe Eric would have been down a little bit, but not very
0: much. Not much. Yeah. Because there, I mean, there's a good, you know, period of time there where it was one after another after another right yeah and and to your point you know you guys are you know you're at cfcn he's at at two and seven or i guess at global now but i'll always remember it as two and seven but i mean it was it was again so thick with talent in the city right
1: oh you think about back then and now listen back in those days there were five people in the sports department at ctv and cfcn yep five people and two and seven or global or what you want to call it, like they had five people as well. And like they did that half hour show. Right. Yeah. And and the talent that came out of there, like you think about it, you know, Mike Toth was uh, one of the guys there. I mean, Grant, I've always had, Grant you know, tremendous respect for, for Grant and the things that he did and the stories that he told. And, um, you know, like there, we've had a lot of really, really talented sportscasters come through the city have and, and and many have gone on to bigger and better things. Sure, and, and and we were fortunate enough that a lot of them stayed here because they loved Calgary so much.
0: Yeah, and and tell me about Kenny Newins too, because I think Kenny might be one of the the true gentlemen. And it's funny, I got an Esteban connection to Kenny. Kenny came through with the uh, NHL All Stars, and he was the yep. uh, announcer. He's the PA announcer, and I first met. Uh, Ken, when I was in Estevan, and he asked me what I did, and I told him I was on radio, and we had a great chat. Like, no no ego, no nothing. Just And, and to this day, just one of the best human beings you'll ever meet.
1: Yeah, and he was – Ken was the guy that drilled into us that local sports is just as important mm-hmm. as major sports. Yeah. And we had to do – like, I mean, this—he he made us very, very aware – that those people mean just as much to the community as the Flames do or the Stampeders, and I think that's where I got uh, some of that from. From Ken is that the importance that you go out and you do those local stories. There's, they really are, Rob. They're super important. Yep. We we have to keep telling those stories. We really do. And I and I'll, I'll never I'll f- forever be in you know uh, debt to Ken for for leading me in, into those kind of things because. That that's what he was all about, and can you know Ken? Like no, nobody loved the amateur scene more than nope. Ken. No, nope. I mean you know nope. it's it's the truth. I mean Ken. I don't know how many Dinos games that Ken was at or whatever yep. it was. I mean that's what he did. Like yep. he did those kind of things. He he entrenched himself in in things like that. That you know I mean that was that was so important to him. It really was. It it,
0: it, it was, and and I'm glad you put it that way because. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not. I, I I'm not looking at the individuals. I'm looking at the the business now. The business doesn't allow for that. Like, I, you know, um, in your heyday, if you whatever you, we want to call the heyday is in Calgary, how many different sports would you've been covering? Nine, ten? Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, And, totally, yeah. and now and it's and it's not a Calgary thing. It's you know, look at the major sports networks. We're down to two or three things, and that's oh. what we do. You know, I think of the. Um, you know, I think of the George Johnsons and, and some of the other newspaper writers that would go to big fights or mm-hmm. football or whatever. It was just, they could do everything.
1: They were sent around the world. Right. I mean, they right. were even in television. It wasn't just even the paper. It was like, I remember uh, them sending a whole crew over when, um I wasn't here. I was still in Saskatchewan. But they sent a whole crew when Calgary got the Olympics, when the Olympics was announced. Yeah. But there, there was a whole, I think there was like, geez, I don't know six or seven of them or something yeah. like that and they were there when when the announcement was made and talking to frank king and yep. all these things and having them right there when it's like yes calvary got it yay yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah and, and i think daryl told me the story that he was there and ken was there and there was a couple of cameras there was producers there was, you know what i mean it's like it's if amazing they it now, they, if they did it now they probably send me and say well just figure it out, right?
0: <laughs> no, they'd probably use a stringer. Let's be honest, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I suppose. You know, yeah. they'd use a... well, yeah,
1: the, the one thing is though, I, I, and and one thing that I've been able to, um, I have been able to cover the Flames playoff runs.
0: Yes, they yes. have
1: sent me to, to do these things cups, and great cups. Yes, I've been very fortunate to be able to to do those things. And right? and I think
0: group. and I think it's huge. Like I I can underest under not underestimate, but you, you can't underscore how important it is. I think to ha- still have local... St- stations at those events yes they're covered and yes we can see it and yes there's writers and stuff but you still you you provides the flavor of the moment you provide that i know glenn because i see glenn every day and now glenn's in san jose so yeah, and I'm. It's,
1: uh, and it's like yeah we we care you know what i mean yeah yeah we yeah. know you care and we're going to send our guy and yes you're you're in the middle of a parking lot doing your live hit or whatever it is right and, and yeah i mean i just do remember back to 04 and how how things grew as, as each round went and and i mean it was such an amazing time one of the highlights of my career covering that
0: really from yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. Fremoto, one of the bar none yeah um, no it was amazing it was just amazing how the city rallied behind it and how much fun it was and
0: where, it was electric where were so you it, in 88 then
1: I was still in, in uh, Saskatchewan. You still in Saskatchewan. I wasn't, I, wasn't, okay. I wasn't here for the Olympics. I was in, okay. I was in Regina.
0: Okay, because that's what, it, and then what about 89?
1: Um, I wasn't here for that either. I So 89, I think I had a six-pack of beer for game six against Montreal. Um, I, I was sitting in the living room of a place that we rented, and I remember the game was done, and, being a boy from Calgary, I was very excited that the Flames won, and I jumped up so high in the air that I hit the ceiling. And I came back down and I cut my knuckles.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you haven't—you mem- you have I mean, it's
1: like, again—it's yeah, like that. That was—I wish oh. I had been here for them to win because I haven't seen them yeah. win a Stanley Cup. I, but but I, you know, for them to win that cup was amazing as well, right?
0: Yeah, you. I think it was you. You either commented or you tweeted it out but i saw something that i i had no idea tell me about doing cannons games
1: oh yeah, that was back in the yeah so ctv cfc and i keep yeah it, yeah because okay, that's what it was back then and we would do saturday afternoon games and gordano who was a producer um came up to russ peak and i and said hey guys this is what i'm thinking um why don't you two do the broadcast of Cannon's games? Saturday afternoon, I think we did, I don't know, maybe we did three of them or something like that. There wasn't a lot. It wasn't a big schedule yeah. or anything like that. But it was more like Russ and I being broadcasters and talking and, you know what I mean, yep. maybe I'd give a stat and maybe I'd say some stuff. And then Russ would come in and he'd give some stats. And, again, that was a really cool experience. I was a young, I was a young guy. And being able, you know, given that opportunity to be able to do that was, was pretty amazing for me.
0: I had Darren Haynes on the podcast a couple months ago and and we spent most of it talking about the cannons down there all the time. right? Oh, he grew up there. He loved that, right? He did, but there is, I, I really do appreciate all of the, the stories of, you know, the cannons, um, you know, a lot of the Olympic and you would have, you've seen a lot of the Olympic trials, right. And all the different national teams and everything that's come here, um, but there's some fun stories in there. I mean, there's some craziness. This is an issue, especially in your era coming just after 89. Yeah. You're about to get into the dry spell now. And the Stampeders are about to get weird. And, yeah. like... Oh, you, oh. <laughs> right? I went through,
1: all. yeah, I remember that. That was a crazy, crazy, the Federick days and yeah. things like that. It was just nuts. It really was. And uh, I, I remember I was, well, Russ, he... It was Sportsnet back in the day. It was called CTV Sportsnet. I remember that. Yeah, remember that. Yep. So they had hired Russ to do um, the color or not the, uh, the, the the hosting of the games, and Russ got ill. Russ had his first I think it was a belt with it was a belt with cancer, mm-hmm. uh, so he had to take time off or whatever. And they gave me a call and said, "Do you want to do this?" So I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So I did that for a season and a half. And it was during the Young Guns era, and 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 I remember like I, I remember being in New Jersey and Philadelphia and things like that. And I think they came back and won a game. The season I did and I think they went through. It was something like six goaltenders. Oh yeah, like, it was, it was Tyrone Garner played a game for them. JS Jaguer was. Oh, there.
0: I I remember that. It was, um, it was
1: that crazy time who, where they went through so many goaltenders. And
0: who was the they, Russian they, goalie?
1: Uh, it was Trefalov
0: Treflov, Andre Treflov. Andre
1: Treflov was another one. It was just, it was crazy. Every goalie got hurt. Yeah. Like I, every goalie got hurt. I remember that. I think that. they finally, at the end of that year, I believe that Freddie Brathwaite was the guy that yep, came in. from the national then, team, right? Yeah, and he kind of stabilized things, but yeah. they were desperate. They had no, you know, every one of them went down with these weird injuries. And that was, like I say, the, those poor kids. And you think about that team. There were some guys on that team that went on to have pretty good careers. Sure they did. Right? Yeah. Like Corey Stillman. Corey Stillman was a really good hockey player, but so much pressure was put on those yep. kids, right? Yeah, they, they were they were playing like they are playing first line minutes against these Hall of Famers, and it was just it, they weren't ready yet. They weren't quite ready. If, if they had had a few veterans you know, on that team and just brought those kids in, I, I always, I, I always wondered what it would have been like. J.S. Jaguar was a goalie on that team. Yep, they never gave him the time. No, like they never gave him the time, and then he goes on and he has this, he wins a Stanley Cup. Cons might, right? Yeah, you know. It's funny. It, but that was that was pretty cool covering those things too.
0: Um, you might have done the game, and it's funny you bring that year up. And I the reason I ask about Trefilov is when I was in Estevan, we carried Flames Radio Games. And I'll right. never forget New Year's Eve against Philadelphia, and the Flames were up 3-nothing after two periods of play and Peter and Doug Barkley were on the radio and I didn't know either one of them, but I was just listening to them and for some reason Doug Barkley's like I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, dude, you're up three nothing. Why so glum? They lose four three. Like Treplov just got lit up, right? No,
1: no lead was ever seen. <laughs> no. game, right? No, 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 no. Okay. no. I don't. I don't think I did that. What I do remember is for for two years for sure, I did the New Year's games, and it was against Montreal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I remember doing those games. Oh, for sure. Because that was... On, yeah. And how jacked up everyone was on 100%. New Year's Eve for those games. And, and I would uh, work the game and then I'd get home fairly late and then have my celebration with my family here. And, you know what I mean? Have a drink and, okay, yeah. well, that's it. Time to go to bed.
0: Yeah. No, I dude, I feel for you. Remember, I was covering the, I was calling the games when they traded again. So, oh, we, yeah. you know, it's just... Ugh. And even the there, st- there
1: were, there were some, I'll tell you, there were some times, weren't there? Oh, I mean, there were some times that you just went, Oh my. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, but that's, you know, I guess longevity too, because the football team's the same way. Like you were there for the, the quarterback factory while in his quarterback oh. factory. Right.
1: Unbelievable. Right.
0: Oh, it's amazing. When you think about yeah. it now.
1: Yeah. I mean, for I mean, I mean, Huff sort of is doing the same thing H- right I now. He is. I, mean, I, I, yep. I, I don't, it's funny to me because I always think the Stampeders now supply the rest of the league with talent mm-hmm. and they're the ones that they're, they're the ones that, that take them under their wings for whatever it is, two, three years, a guy gets his opportunity in the third year and they're like, "Whoa, he's pretty good and you can only pay so many guys. So he's a free agent and he ends up in Saskatchewan or he ends up in Toronto or he ends up in Hamilton. Was this, think, yeah. think about if they had been able to keep that, you know, some of those teams together Oof. for a while. I mean, you talk dynasty,
0: and you were probably there. To me, the 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 story that epitomizes what you were just talking about is Brad Sinopoli, because yeah. we were all, we all scrum Brad after he threw a touchdown pass in a preseason game as the third string quarterback, and go, "Jeez, Brad, you're Canadian, and you threw a touchdown! Yeah. How amazing is that?" And then what, you know, he's converted to receiver, and the rest, as they say, is history, right? Right? Like, right they were just man. they. You're absolutely right. However. You were present and I, you were present for one of the all-time great farces um which was the Fred Futtery press conference downtown. You remember that? Oh yeah. When he yeah. was going to he was a lawsuit, right? He was he yeah, was suing. Well, I, everything and was- he started to cry. <laughs> like I I don't know why that sticks in my memory Glenn, but I yeah. to me that's one of my all-time Calgary mem- sports memories of just how crazy and bad and lunatic and everything. And we're all looking at each other and that thing's going on. Yeah. And yet Phoenix rises from the ashes.
1: And and that's just it. I mean, Hey, listen, if, if, if they had to been here, who knows what would happen to Calgary? I mean, I know as bad as it was, but at least they got an owner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what, who else was stepping up at the time? I mean, let's face it. All that thing was for his son. <laughs> I mean, it really was. My son's a quarterback, so I think I'll buy a football team. Oh, there's one in Calgary. Yes, you know, and I remember that goal going down too. And it's like, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. It's just the whole thing and the way. I don't know. It, yeah, listen, it came from such a classy guy too. Remember, like so, Wally would have been before oh. before all of that, right? And, yeah. and I mean, you couldn't you couldn't meet a classier a classier guy than Wally. No, you? no. I mean,
0: you you
1: just you just, you just I feel so blessed that I was able to cover the Stampeders in those times. Right. I mean, I really, like, boy, I have all kinds of time for Wally
0: Bono. Oh, I do too. And Stan Schwartz, right? Stan
1: Schwartz, absolutely. And and you know when, and I think of the way that they were treated, and it made me mad.
0: Yeah. It, it made me mad. It, 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 it really did. And, and I was just new to Calgary, and there was part of me kept going, well, it, it can't be what it looks like. There's no way it can be what it looks like. It was exactly what it looks like. It, it was exactly what it looks like.
1: It was. I can't. Yeah. It was just. It was every day you went down there. It was something. Something new. Yeah. And you'd leave the. You'd leave McMahon Stadium. Stadium shaking your head, going, "What is going on here? Like seriously, what is going on here?" Yeah. Every time I went down there, something happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who, help me with this in our era. Who's on our Mount Rushmore of Calgary broadcasters? Because you wouldn't have worked, but Ron McLean was through, right? Yeah,
1: I didn't work with Ron, but I mean,
0: holy, right? Right. And then wow. you mentioned Eddie's over at the other station, yeah. Eddie's, and Eddie's an icon. Like, yeah. that was the crazy thing about Ed, right? Like, you, did you ever hear Ed's, Ed used to do kind of the Paul Harvey thing for Canadians? His little 10-minute yeah, radio they, thing? yeah. No. And uh, yeah, so I used to hear that like up in in Hinton when I was living up there and, and you know, here was Ed Whalen with some good news and it was kind of the Canadian version of Paul Harvey, you know, yeah. plus he was doing wrestling, right? Like yeah. uh, it's hard not to well, think
1: he did he... he did. he did so many things and I, I'm i sure you see the clips that are, you know, out on Twitter or whatever, at Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. How good is and that?
0: It, how I, good I, is like, that?
1: Well, yeah, because I remember all that. I remember... Bad News Allen and, yep. you know, uh, the, the yep. Dynamite Kid and all the guys that went through there. And, you know, the, the great wrestlers that they have, that factory that
0: they Oh, had, absolutely. That territory.
1: Went guys and on and became stars a lot of them,
0: A hundred percent. Right? You know, it's funny you say that because I've gone down those rabbit holes. And um, bear with me on this one, but um, a mutual friend of ours, Brent Gibbs from uh, uh, The Flames and The Fanatic, we were we were kind of watching one of these uh, wrestling shows from Madison Square Gardens in 1984, and it was all the old wrestlers and the rest holes and 24 minutes, and they never got off the mat. And then in the middle of it, they stuck the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation, four guys that had cut their teeth in Calgary, and it's a circus like you. It's like nothing anybody's ever seen like it revolutionized the world like yeah. and everybody's the crowd's going nothing's crazy and you're kind of going that's awesome those guys are from calgary like that's yeah. where they started right. that and then that's brett get, yeah and then brett that's hart right could, oh yeah
1: brett and right and owen hart as well and yeah jimmy Hart, and like you said i go we, we, got to, <laughs> we got to see some really really good talent in calgary and then you, you cheered them on even though we know it's not you know what I yeah. mean? It's, no, no. it's entertainment, okay? But that's okay. They were Calgary guys, and, and you you know what I mean, hey? It's, uh, Dude. it's awesome to cheer them on from afar. Too. I'm here to
0: tell you, like, you know, Bret Hart hasn't been, a, you know, an active wrestler for two decades, a little over two decades. He puts his name on something, man. It still means something around the world. Like yeah, I know that because sure. oh, I know that because I work oh, for a team with his name on it, right? Like, yeah,
1: no, absolutely,
0: and, absolutely. Or, yeah. where, else in Cal- where else in in the world is a major sports team named after a you know kind of a local modern yeah. celebrity like that? Right? No, yeah, a
1: local. Yeah, he's a local hero. He's I a mean, local legend. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a legend. And you know, you get back to say that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and I will say this to you, to me. The legends, and I don't care that they went off, but the legends to me were and are Ken Ewans, Yep. Russ Peake, yep. Ed Wheeler. Yep. and yeah, that's where I would go with where I'd put those because I have so much respect for all
0: of them. Let's 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 agree f- for a placeholder. We'll put Pollock up there just because it'll make yes, him uncomfortable. I
1: I, you know what. Yes, you're right. I'd put Grant Pollock up there as well because ah. I have nothing, nothing but respect for Grant too. Um, Grant and I were together during the '04 uh, playoff run, yeah. And we—I'm telling you—we were rival stations, but we had the best time. Oh, that's what I've always—that's what I've always appreciated, Rob, about Calgary media is that you know we're, we're yes we're competition, but but it's not this cutthroat thing. Nope. It's you know what? Like I—I I, I have some of my best. You know, Georgie Johnson and yep. some of these but you know, like when you go down to the rink, I think there's Calgary's very respective. Right. right? Respectful. Sorry, very respectful for, for who's who's doing the job. We don't like people coming in and being bullies or anything like that. I think everyone's respectful of everyone. And I, I've always appreciated that about Calgary Media. And Grant Pollock is one of like I said, yep. we, should, we, we went through that overrun and, and every round we would look at each other after Gelinas scored the overtime goal and went, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? Uh, and it's like, I guess we're off to the next city. Are you kidding? And it was, it yeah. became a joke and we sat beside each other for all those games. And yeah, it, and I'll, I'll cherish those memories so much.
0: I, I love how you put about the media in the city because uh, Boomer was on and, and, and Boomer and I share a similar thing that we worked in that Edmonton market. And, I would just describe it as, yeah, I'll hold your microphone, because up there you don't hold somebody else's microphone. If they're not no. there, they lost it. That's not their fault. But there yeah. isn't a single one of us in that scrum. I'll hold your mic. You'll hold my mic. Whatever. We'll all help each other. We're all yeah. there. We're all there with a common yeah. goal. And I'm yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because I I really feel that way too. Yeah,
1: and like, I think Calgary that I have seen, you know, new new people coming in. Like, don't make it hard for new people coming in. No. You don't make them feel like they're welcome, like Ed Whelan did back in the day to me. Yep. And I think I always took that lesson and went, you know what? If I saw these Rob Kerr comes in and you can tell that there's a kid that's coming in or Pat Steinberg or oh, whoever you want to say who comes in or Will Malt now or anything like that. Yeah. And their they're kids who come in and you can tell they're nervous. Don't make them feel bad. Make them feel comfortable that they can go down to the rink and, and, and give them confidence to be able to do the job. And I think that's,
0: that's the legacy
1: we, we have. Yes. We have to help the next generation. We can't be these, these people that are like, Oh, you know what I mean? Let them tell good stories too. That's how, it, that's how it goes on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's
1: how we make it go on. And I, you know, I've, I've always tried to do that. I've always tried to make people feel welcome, whether it be in McBanner or whether it be at, at the saddle dome or, or just out in the field. Yeah. You, you know, you,
0: but but you you, you you say you tried you you've achieved that you have I can tell you you've done that and that's
1: uh, and that and that that yeah. to me means more than anything because it's important to me right it's super important to me that I that I do that that I'm you know I just that's that's one thing that I always thought
0: but but know? that goes all the bit but that, but Glenny that goes all the way back to uh, where we started this conversation the amateur sports stories the kids yeah. the, the, those stories. That's in your DNA. Again, not trying to give you a big head, but there's plenty of guys that would have said, what, I'm shooting myself? Screw you. I'm going to go sell cars or I'm going to go work in the oil and gas. And <clears throat> I want to apologize because Heath Brown's selling cars and, and not on he's purpose. Doing, he's doing yeah, a he, good he, job, he, too. Yeah, he's doing awesome. He's, he's doing, doing awesome. But you know what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean.
1: Absolutely. No, no, I know. And, and you know, know what? Circumstances with Heath. Hey, there's a very good broadcaster. 100, circumstances moved him out. And, it's, and I felt... I felt horrible for Heath because there's a guy who did it, Lisa Bow. Think about Heath Brown, Lisa Bowes, Glenn Campbell, the experience that the department had at that time. Yeah. Holy, right? Right. And and, and, and Tammy and was like, no slouch dude, when you needed Tammy, her. I mean, we, yeah. boy, we had some great broadcasters, and uh, we, we had Catherine Dolan in there. That's right. We had, we had Derek Bidwell doing things for us as well. I mean, we had some people who were like part-time, but we could bring them in. Like
0: There was bench could, strength. There was bench oh, strength.
1: Oh, oh, it was unbelievable, right? And, and that—if I'm, if I'm not there now, yeah. There's just not, If I'm on holidays, there's not a sports segment.
0: Yeah, and that's—and that's—that's what I'm saying. Like that's the crime in all of this. Yeah. You know, like there's no more Grandpa, there's no more Kevin Smith, there's no more even Dougie Dirks. Like, you yeah. know, it seems like a million miles ago. But Dougie was a sports guy too, right? Like, that's really, and a good one, and too. a good one. Yeah, you know, a good and too, yeah. and as grumpy and 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 you know, was off. Uh, hendo was awesome too like john yeah. henderson was amazing doing what he was doing for shaw like i even missed that stuff the community yeah. is a, like a... I, I was i
1: just remember i just remember Hendo, and he, he was great because i got along with john really really well yeah, yeah. I john whatever but john was always it was back in the day when that's what his station wanted it he was he'd come in and he'd go well, I can't do a strong scrum. I've got to do a one-on-one. Yeah. And sure enough, So there's Hendu doing the only one-on-one and you're, you know what I mean? He had to wait for everyone and you could just tell he was getting more and more impatient. Oh, I and, agree. You know, it yeah, was, yeah. But, but I, yeah, like those were the days when you could have guys down there and some of the stories that would, that would be told when we're waiting for a player to come out or whatever it was. Right. I mean, Oh my, so many good ones.
0: Yeah, there was, um, who? Okay, so you giving me your Mount Rushmore? Give me your, your, give me your quintessential Calgary sports moment. Which what or athlete? I'm not going to put too many parameters on you. Well, I mean,
1: I, I the highlight is again. It has to be a 4
0: See, and but I don't get it's that. Just, like, yeah, it's, it's amazing me, it was, to me. Not not yeah. that I don't get it. Sorry, let me put it this way: when they did a Ginla's uh, retirement. One of the big one of the biggest reactions was for Mike Commodore. Mike wow. Commodore played eighteen regular season games for the Calgary Flames, but yeah. was part of that 0-4 run. Amazing. Isn't yeah. it? And and yeah. eighty nine we've watched because they've been replaying it. And it's it's very important. But 0-4 is not that far behind it, Glenn. You know yeah. what I mean? In people's minds. It's amazing to me that run.
1: Well, because it was as I say, it was such a magical ride. It was a team that wasn't supposed to be able to do it. Yeah. And every way they found a way every time they found a way to do it. They weren't supposed to win any of those series. No. They really weren't.
0: They no, were, they no, they were,
1: weren't. Shock. It was one of those it's one of those rides that you you know, like eighty nine, man, you watch that hockey team?
0: They were good. Oh, right? Yeah. They yeah. were
1: that listen, Rob, that team should have won more than one cup.
0: You're right. Nope, that's fair. Yeah,
1: They should have. Yeah, But this little engine that could, that was 04, you know, kept, you know, people telling them you can't do it. And somehow Daryl Sutter willed those guys to play a certain way. And, you know, your unsung heroes of that team, your Marcus Nilsons and your Ville Niemannens and your, you, you mentioned Mike Commodore. He, he, he comes in and he does this unbelievable job. So did Steve Monodore. I know. Like you know, when he, these are they keep dropping like flies with with injuries to to great players, and and they plug these guys in, and you know, and somehow somehow they did it, and they almost they almost did it all, and some would. But
0: but in a way, it. but in a way, the best part of that story is that they left enough belief that they did it, right. Yes. You know, uh, is this the same story if we don't have the goal? I'm talking about from a sports... I'm not talking about a fan now. I'm talking about from sports lore and history. Is yeah. this not a better story in a way because there is that controversial goal? If that never happens and they just lose in seven games, it's still a magical run. It's still very important. Yeah. But there is always that little seed of doubt, right? What could have yeah, sure. been.
1: If, if If the game is called the way it is now and you go to video replay... What do they see?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it'll be something that sticks in the craw of Calgary fans forever. Right. That we should have had another one. Yeah. Now, now, now listen. Don't get me wrong. There was time left in that game still. But
0: correct? that's not. But that's not how sports works. Sure, there was. No I, I, you, no, you, no, I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's not how sports works, right? We always remember that. the what if.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, you know. and and for sure, I, I think that does make it that much more because there's so many people out there that well you know we there should have been two
0: yeah should have been the second cop for sure you look at how the role of sport and it's funny because we've had these you know the olympics and all of these controversies and conversations in modern times and it's funny to listen to educated people talk about well let's put it in perspective you because of what you're talking about with 2004 1988 we have two classic examples of sport as community builders because they were they were community builders Yep. To, there there is a there is an actual legacy of 2004. Absolutely. Right In our
1: city. Also, right. Now all you need to do is go up to that, you know, up to Windsport and see what what was there and that's kind of sad too to see some stuff that's
0: Yeah. You know. Oh no, it's it's again there's this city's had its ups and it's had its downs, oh, yeah. right? Ah, it's, you know.
1: Yeah. This is this has been this has been a real challenge with it seems like everything's piled on. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know, the last couple of years, whatever you want to call it, it's yeah. been a, boy, it's been tough. It's been hard, right? Yeah. But you know what? We're resilient people.
0: Yeah. Um, resilient. Two questions to finish. One, I'm pretty sure you publicly have declared this. Glenn Campbell's your real name? Or is it your yeah. on-air name?
1: Yeah, I, I do have a neat story about that one. How's that for you? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, this, okay, actually, when I was going to school, I got a job up in Canmore. Okay. <clears throat> okay. It's, canmore radio station and i was the weekend guy i'd go in for nine o'clock in the morning and read news or whatever it was until you know whatever time at night right so i came in there and the first day i go on i'm like uh, oh hey uh glenn campbell blah 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 and i could do my stuff and the news director comes in and he goes you know i think your name sounds a little little hoaxy i i think we need to change your name and i'm like well, okay, I sure, okay, I'll change my name, whatever it is. So the next weekend I go in, and I'm thinking about it, and I went, oh, well, my mom's maiden name is Hunter, so it'll be Hunter Campbell. That's ah, a Canmore name, you know what I mean? That'll be great. <laughs> so I do the show that weekend, and I go in there as Hunter Campbell. And the news director comes back again and says, I don't like that. I think you need to find some. The third weekend I go in as Glenn Hunter. <laughs> I was three different names with the same voice doing the newscasts on this Canmore CJ. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. CFHC. CFHC Canmore it was called. And we would do like a whole bunch of Olympic stories because they were... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. You know. But I just, I thought, my God, really?
0: I love that story. That is oh, so fantastic. Boy. By the way, he was not driving around listening to other radio stations scouting talent. I'll no, tell you that. No, <laughs>
1: he was not. I guarantee it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My last one for you, my friend, is the same question I ask everybody here. And I'm not putting any parameters on it, but you're the best guy to ask. Because when we come out of this, we want to give people something to look forward to. Give me the Glen Campbell Hidden Calgary Gem.
1: When we come out of all
0: of this. Yeah. So, again, I don't want to put parameters on it, but that's part of this podcast is, you know, we're people, all sharing stories. And, boy, I heard Glenn talk about people,
1: this. People will be better. Yeah. People people will respect people more.
0: You think that's the hidden gem out of all of this? I hope so. Okay.
1: I hope so. I don't, I don't like division. I've seen too much division around the world. Yeah. I've seen too much division in the United States. Yep. I even see it here. Let's be better. Let let's let's love each other. Let's let's be a you know what I mean? Like that's let's come together. We've all gone through something so hard. Yeah. If you need to, give somebody a hug. It's okay. It's all right. Let's be better. Let's be better when we come out of this. That's my that's mine to you.
0: I love it. Um you are the best. Honest to God. I am such a huge fan of yours, always have been. Thank you for this. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, but thank you for just being you, Glenn. We need more Glenn Campbell in the world. I'll tell you that.
1: Robbie, love you too, man, and thank you so
0: much, eh? All right, brother. Glenn, everybody, um, what a, a treat he is. I have just so much time for him. Uh, as long as I've known him, he's always been one of the nicest guys in the business. He's seen it all, and clearly, as he talked, he's done it all here and continues to do it. And I, I can't, I can't, again, express my appreciation enough for a guy that... You know, I've seen other guys in this business. Oh, it's not the way I used to do it. I'm getting out. Glenn is robed with the punches because he loves telling the stories and he continues to tell the stories. And uh, by the way, avid golfer. I don't know if you know this. Uh, You probably do. He is an avid, avid golfer. So thanks to Glenn Campbell for joining us. Uh, Thanks to you. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it. Let somebody know about it. You can uh, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or at Spotify. Uh, We'll be back real soon with a new one. Looking forward to it. But thanks for spending some time on the original 6 Feet Conversation podcast here at Sport Calgary.